Okay, guys. Very exciting podcast episode today. It's forever. Book club of the book forever. This is my copy from middle school with my little name in the front. Of my little name in the front. You see it? Aw, so fun. Um, I think this is a really good conversation about this book because uh, Kirsten and I read this book when we were in middle school and Kathy had never read this book before. So it was really great to get Kathy's perspective. And I was just fascinated by how I reacted to the book. And um, I was really, really surprised at how much I learned from this book. And I'm super sad there's at least I don't know of a book that is modern um, that kind of deals with the same subject matter. So this was a really good conversation. We also talked about parenting. I vented some frustrations with having teenagers. And uh, yeah, it was really fun conversation. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Kathy and Kirsten, book clubbing the book Forever by Judy Bloom. Um, please feel free to share my podcast if you know anybody who would be interested in this conversation or any of my episodes. I'd appreciate that. And thank you so much, everybody who emails me every week. I don't get to respond to every email, but I read every single email. And I really do appreciate your input and your feedback and your compliments and your criticism. I appreciate all of it because um, why wouldn't I? A criticism either doesn't apply or makes you a better person. So, and you get to decide which, which that is. So, keep it all coming. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for coming back. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. Hi. I love your shirt. You love my shirt. It's I do. Super I love cute. it. You know, I decided to wear it today. I was like, I don't think I've ever worn it on my podcast. You should. You haven't. And, um, you know, Isla drew the roller skate mm -hmm. and then we had it digitized and colored in. She just drew it in pencil. It's actually framed right there. That's yeah. her original drawing. And she and I have been butting heads big time for like a week. And this morning, um, Georgia is in the golf finals, the CIF golf finals. So she had to leave at 4.30 to get to school by 5 to take an hour and a half bus ride to get to the finals on time because it's like 65 miles away. And there's no attendance allowed. So we can't go like support her. We could go sit in the parking lot. But so um, I had to take Isla to school this morning. And so I thought I'm going to wear her roller skate shirt. And see if I can just olive branch it out. <laughs> you know, like, hey, can we be peace out? Time out. And she, I don't know if it worked or not, but something did because she was lovely this morning. She was Aww. really great. So maybe she looked at it and went, oh, my mommy loves me. Maybe she's not evil. We got in a big argument 
was it Sunday night? Oh, Halloween. Okay, so Bert's been gone October 6th until October 31st. That's a long time. Unfortunately for him, he came home on Halloween with two teenagers. But he was in an <laughs> awesome headspace. He came home. He took a big, long nap. Got up. I made, like, pumpkin pasta. And um, Lily came over. And Island Lily dressed in costume. Georgia got dressed up. Georgia was supposed to go to a party. The party got canceled. And they decided they wanted to go see Dune. Bert was in the perfect headspace. He was like, absolutely, go see Dune. It's Halloween. You're not supposed to want to hang out with your dad on Halloween. Go off, have a good time. They walk back in the door from Dune, which is a very long movie. And they start telling him about the movie just as they're walking through the house to the stairway. And he goes, well, come back down and talk to me about the movie. Neither one of them came back down. And I had already prepped them earlier. Listen, your dad's only home for three days. His birthday is Wednesday. He's not going to be here. Monday night, we're having people over for his birthday. You need to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, be very mindful to take care of your dad because he's been gone. Neither one of them come down and he, I can just see him like crumbling because he's been so good, right? He came home mm-hmm. and he wasn't like, and everybody, you know, all about me. He did not do that. He really gave them space, super mature for Bert. To be so, fair, it was 11 on a school night. It was. So it was. I know. But five minutes yeah, would have meant a whole lot. Yeah. And that you. was my point. Yeah. My point was a five-minute delay of your shower to get the green hairspray out of your hair would not have killed you, and it would have been all it would have taken. That's all he needed Yeah, was for you to walk in and sit down on the couch and say, so here's what the movie was like. It really sucked. I got to get in the shower. Instead of in passing, walking to the stairway, flippantly telling him something. So I went upstairs and started georgia got it she was like totally understand i'm so sorry i'm gonna go downstairs right now and apologize isla was like what you don't know is i was having sensory processing problems did you know that i had to go to the bathroom in the movie and wash the makeup off my face it was driving me crazy and it was all i could do to just get home i just had to get home and get my hair washed i could not deal with anybody i could not deal with dad and i went but we didn't know that how are we supposed to know that you should know by now i don't like anything on my hair and I was like, I don't read your mind, actually. And you know, Mom, when you come in here all aggressive like this, it just makes me aggressive. And I'm like, what? When was I aggressive? I said, was I yelling at you? She said, your energy was totally aggressive. And I went, Isla, I was freaking mad. I was mad. And I didn't come in here guns a-blazing, but my energy was probably really perturbed. And I can't just not have any feelings other than neutrality or joy. <laughs> I have to come in with my real feelings in a measured what I didn't yell at her. I just went, hey, just so you know, next time I've already had this conversation about being mindful. You know, I just kind of was very kind of like, what the heck? But not nasty. Boy, she wasn't having it. And ever since that, all day yesterday, mm-hmm. it's been just like, I'm sorry. You're so aggro. I'm like, I'm freaking not. And A, I'm not. And B, what am I supposed to do with my feelings? Right? Sometimes I had this thought in my head, this terrible evil thought in my head yesterday is I just want, I, what? when do I get to be the asshole? Everybody else in my house gets to be an asshole on the reg. I don't ever get to be the asshole. Sometimes I just want to be the asshole. Do you guys ever feel like that? Yeah. Hashtag relatable. (laughs) (laughs) 
like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's really tough because teenagers are developmentally self-centered, like they're selfish. And so it's like, you're like, yeah, I get that. I'm an understanding parent. I'm okay. But then, you know, you try to like parent it in a really, in a nice way, even though you're angry, you're not yelling. And then you still get treated as though you were screaming and whatever. And it, it is extremely thankless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. Sometimes I want to go all Judy on them. All (laughs) Judy, my mom and be like, you want to see something? I show you something. This is what I got. And it's not even bad what I got from my mom. She didn't beat me or hit me or anything like that. But boy, I knew when she was mad. I mean, it was undeniable. The neighbors knew when she was mad. (laughs) Everybody knew she was mad. Nobody knows I'm mad here. Not the mad I really feel. They may read that I'm upset or angry. Mm -hmm. But like another example, Georgia has a curfew. We agreed on this curfew. The three of us sat down together and said, okay, now that you can drive your friends and now that you're 17 and now that you're a senior, we need to set a curfew because the law set the curfew before you can't drive after 11. Now you can drive after 11. What's the reasonable curfew? So we decided a weeknight was 11 because she should be actually in bed at 11. So if she's out that late is some special circumstance anyway, but on the weekends it's midnight. So you need to be home by midnight. Or you need to tell me you're not coming home by midnight. Saturday night, I fell asleep on the couch. Woke up at 1230 and went, look, no text message, no phone call, no, no communication from Georgia at all. And I want to call her and go, are you fucking kidding me? We agreed on this. Why do I have to be the asshole that calls you and says, where the fuck are you? That's what I felt like. Why don't I, why are you not thinking about me? Like. Not that I, I'm self-centered, but I we had an agreement. It's a simple agreement. It's not hard. Pick the fucking phone up and go, Mom, I'm spending the night at Daisy's. Have I ever said no? No, I've never said no. I just want to know where you are and that you're safe. And that makes you accountable for your own behavior for yourself. Come on. That's what I wanted to say. And of course, I was like, so... <laughs> It's past your curfew, and we had an agreed-upon curfew. Am I right? Yes. You're right, Mom. I'm sorry. I lost track of time. I was like, I lost track of time, too, but this is not the way we're going to work it out. Now, this is the first time that you haven't called or whatever since you're in the, what, three weeks that you've had your driver's license fully. So, you know, I'll let it pass this time, but I'd appreciate the cons- and I was like, I fucking hate myself for being so measured because I wanted to just blow her out of the water because she does little stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, she drives Isla home and and I meet her at golf because it's halfway between school and home. And s- lately, George has just been socializing for half an hour and not telling me I'm going to hang out at school for half an hour. And I'm sitting at the golf course with my thumb in my ass for half an hour going, where the fuck are they? And then I look on Life 360. They haven't even left yet. I'm like, you're 20 minutes. Just tell me. I'm going to hang out till 3.30. I'll see you there at 4. No problem. But the problem is she's actually being late for golf and Mm. is misrepresenting that to me. And I'm digging around on the side, finding out, oh, she's supposed to be there at 345. She's getting there at four. She's 15 minutes late for golf practice because she's fucking around with her friends in the parking lot. 
Uh, I just feel like, why? 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 I am a nice person. <laughs> I do good things. I make pumpkin bread on Halloween morning for you. And this is how you do me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is all so relatable. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm I, I, I appreciate that. So I need some dirt. There's Give me a some dirt. funny story, right? Some, so you okay. and I were having this similar conversation as I'm dropping Lily off for Halloween, right? Um complaining about the older teenagers who, cause Max is pulling the same kind of shit. We're like, he'll forget. Oh, I thought you knew. No, I didn't. Oh, know. I get that too. Right. <laughs> oh, I thought you knew. And he doesn't, he can't be out past 11 yet. He hasn't had his license long enough. Right. Mm. So he wants to go to this party on Saturday night. And I'm like, okay, well it's far from our house. Like you're going to leave at 10 30. He's like, no. I'm like, okay. So then what's your plan? Like, are you going to spend the night? Are you like, what's happening? Cause you can't, He's like, no, I just, I'm just going to drive. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, that's not how it works. You either have to leave at 1030 or I'm happy to bring you. Like, I'm happy. Like, I understand it's a Halloween party. You don't want to leave at 1030. You're 17. I get it. Like, I'm happy for you to stay later. However, you either need to ask me to bring you home. You either need to take an Uber. You need to stay over. Like, there's some other arrangement that can be made. Like, you don't, I'm not punishing you. I'm not saying you can't go, but you cannot drive your car, period. End of story. And of course, I'm the asshole. Of course. Yes. Because even though it's not even your rule. It's, it's the law. It's the law. It is the law, <laughs> right? But just, anyway. that's a ridiculous How part. dare you, Kathy? Know, How right? dare you follow How the law? How dare you not allow your 17-year-old to break the law? Yeah. yeah the problem is these other parents in our periphery who don't abide, make their kid abide by the law. Correct. And then our kid sees that kid driving at 1.30 in the morning going, what the heck? He got his license after me. It's because their parent won't Doesn't hold care. the line. Right. And he thinks I'm an asshole because I do hold the line. Exactly. Um, my husband sometimes thinks I'm an asshole because I hold the line because he does not want to go pick up Max at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the bottom yeah. line. He's like, if he can take an Uber, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going. Yeah, pretty much. Well, uh, so anyway, so Leanne and I are having this conversation as I'm dropping Lily off. Lily's listening to this conversation. She's like outside of the car, standing next to you, hearing us lament about these older teenagers. So what happens that night? Um, I'm like, I text, I'm like, what time should I pick Lily up? And Leanne texts back. I think they might be going to the movies. And then I get a text from Lily going, so I'm going to the movies here and I'll be home later. And I was like, wait a minute. Like we just had this conversation. (laughs) Like what, what is the like, Hey mom, can I go to the movies? Yeah. Am I going to say no? Of course I'm not going to say no. Like, I don't give a shit. Go to the movies. But like, it was just this, like, I'm doing this and whatever. <laughs> it was the same like, thing. It was totally you lost on her. just heard this conversation about two moms complaining and you did the exact same thing. <laughs> yes. I was like, you're an asshole. Yes. You might be an asshole. Conclusion. They yes. are all assholes. <laughs> yes. All Teenagers suck. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Except for then when I become an asshole, because <laughs> dealing with this behavior, I did lose my cool the other day and I yelled mm-hmm. back. I got yelled at for being, um, I, you just filled me with so <laughs> much joy. That makes me so happy. I almost wanted to go. Yes. Oh, I'm yes! so glad it's filling someone else with joy because it's not filling me with joy. Now I feel like a jerk because I oh. did not maintain my cool. And now my, you know, there's the like, um, negativity bias where people remember, it's like, you remember the insult, but you don't remember the 10 compliments that Uh you got. Uh And, um, 
I'm like, great. Now my daughter remembers me as the screaming <laughs> mom, like the scary mom, like where I was like, I, I literally was expecting the neighbors to come and <laughs> knock on the door and say, hey, is everything OK here? God, I wish I'd heard that. I would have I lived know. so vicariously through you. I totally screamed at Max on Saturday, so don't feel bad. You did. I did because he was like, you're ruining my senior year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Senior year. I just told you I'd pick your ass up at midnight. I don't have a problem with that. I spent a hundred dollars so you could go to Six Flags for two freaking hours. I bought you a fucking car. Like, right? are you kidding me? What part of senior year is ruined? Like, I don't understand. But yes, that was yes. I feel you. I feel That's you. hysterical. I can see him saying that, and he means yeah. it. Oh, 100%. Every... I have ruined his life. <laughs> Every ounce of his body yes. believes that you have ruined his senior yes. year. That is really funny. Oh. And you yelled back at him for that? I did. Good, Because I, I, like, good. listed. I was like, are you out of your freaking mind? <laughs> right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let like, me give you some perspective here. Like, you... <laughs> Get out of your self-centered teenage body for one second. They can't. They, they can't. can't. No. No. He was actually <laughs> so great can't. afterwards, but it took me screaming at him going, you are insane. Like, yeah, because <laughs> he is insane. Yeah. That was an insane statement. You're ruining my senior year. <laughs> yes. Gee, it's only October. I mean, really? The whole year's done? It's over. <laughs> That's true. That's so <sighs> Oh my God. Yeah. Well, thank you Good for times. letting me laugh about it for a minute because it's been, I mean, my kids are really, uh, all of our kids yes. in the scope of things are pretty freaking fantastic. Yeah, these are really good kids <laughs> yeah. that we're talking about. They're not, but. <laughs> nothing shady's going on. You know, Bert, of course, is like, they're definitely doing drugs. And I'm like, they totally are not. I mean, like Georgia hugs and kisses me when she yeah. comes home. There's no alcohol. Her eyeballs look fine. She's having a coherent conversation. She's not. These kids aren't what we were when we were kids. They are much more cautious. So, yeah, we have to keep in mind, I guess. No, we don't have to keep anything in mind. Fuck that. It's how it affects us. It affects us. It, yes. it's, it's hard to have somebody not have somebody feel like you've literally ruined their life <laughs> yes. when it's like, this is we're we're functioning in two completely different realities. Yeah. That's yeah. the hard part is that we are living in two different realities. And how do you balance that checkbook? I'm that way with Bert a lot where Bert will say stuff and I'll go, where, what world are you living in? This is not the way the world works. Right. Um, so maybe that exacerbates it in my house is I don't have another person to go. Can you believe this shit at home with me? <laughs> Bert's pretty good about the teenage shit, but he, then he also does the teenage shit, but doesn't relate that it's the same, you know? Mm -hmm. I well, I was going to say earlier, I think that's part of the problem, right? Is because at least in my household, there's a lot of like tension between Stephen and Lily, right? They're butting heads a lot. Mm. So I feel like I'm constantly playing middleman when I want to yell at both of them and be like, you're both wrong. Stop the shit. Yeah. So there isn't a lot of like ability to get angry because you're just trying to make peacemaker and trying to get everyone else to understand someone else's perspective. That's me, buddy. Yeah. That's me in our house too with Bert and Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um. And he accuses me of not being on his team when I do that. But yeah. I'm like, but I, I don't agree with your team. 
I don't really agree with your team. I think your team is paranoid, uh-huh. maybe schizophrenic, <laughs> definitely OCD, hyper anxiety driven. So I just don't see that reality. And then Georgia is more in the same reality I'm in and I'm, I can't, Bert has great points sometimes, but it's like a, a two and for him it's like a 12 and I'm like, no, no, no. She's actually, at about, okay, I'll meet you at four. Like that's uh, okay. Let's go to four. And it just doesn't, it's just really hard. Yeah. I understand that frustration. I want to yell at both of them and tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> both of you just go fuck off and but I'm afraid. I'm afraid yeah. that they will hurt each other uh, verbally. Um, you're nodding your head really strongly. Are you just agreeing? Yeah, I've I've been in both um, situations. There, I've been the one in between saying, "Both of you, shut up!" Yeah. <laughs> just, um, and and you know, for the same reason that I don't want them to say something that they'll regret. Um, but I've also been the one that. Richard is is a very balanced person and he's been the one to say enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm like literally what did I do? Like what did I do? I one time I left the I left the dining room table because I had to go to the bathroom. I had to pee. <laughs> that table. was a power move. Yeah, and it was it, but <laughs> it was treated like a power move like Oh, so you just walk away. And I was like, what were we having a, like, <laughs> there was a fight going on. I'm like, I promise you, I, this is not a power move. I needed to go to the bathroom. Right. And I didn't huff. I wasn't like <clears throat> slamming doors or anything. I just went to the bathroom. And then I came back and there was all this tension. And I was like, oh. and I'm <laughs> generally very empathic. And I do have a, a hyper acute sense of reading the room. So I was like, if I'm not reading the room, like, what is happening? <laughs> What's, happening? What's happening? Who's in charge here? Yeah. This is scary. Oh, wow. Well, we'll get through it. And when we're through it, we'll miss it. Good times. Yeah. Right. right. We'll miss the struggle. Um, Georgia got into another college. Awesome. So it's just getting more and more real, right? Every acceptance letter that's coming uh-huh. in, I'm like, oh my God, she's really leaving. And she really has no interest in staying in California. So she didn't apply to a single, not one in California. Not one. So oh, that's heartbreaking. She's leaving. Yeah. That's really hard. I'm going to miss her a lot. <laughs> we all got up at four. Bert and I both got up at four <laughs> with her and <laughs> we walked in the kitchen. She was already in the kitchen. She was like, what are you doing? And I said, well, we wanted to see you off as a big deal. You're like playing in the CIF finals. That's a really big deal in golf. And can I make you lunch? Can I do this? Can I cut up some pumpkin bread for the team? And we're doing all this stuff. And she's like, you guys are so weird. (laughs) I'm like, why? We want to be supportive parents. We're just trying to be supportive. How weird of you, Leanne. I know. First, like stirring the natural peanut butter because I ran out of Jif. And I have the natural stuff for my dogs and Mm -hmm. stuff. And and uh, he's stirring the peanut butter and I'm cutting up pumpkin bread and we're getting her ready to go. And then she got on the bus and she texted us and said, that was really nice. Thank you very much for doing that. I really appreciated it. Aww. I was like, oh, the teenager uh, vibrato <laughs> calmed down and she was able to hear her real heart. I think mm-hmm. they went, oh, that was really cool. My parents got up. Bert was like, let's walk her to the car. <laughs> to the car. Bye. Have a good golf game. So. Anyway, that's funny. Let's talk about this book. 
Okay, this book. <laughs> this is my book from when I was a little girl. Wait, here's the updated version. This is the updated cover. Judy Bloom forever owed four heads together. Yeah. So, okay, mine. Okay, I don't know if you can see it on the camera, but my is coming apart. Mine's coming apart. Oh, too. It just came apart. It just came apart. Oh, and then I wrote my name in it four times. <laughs> I think you did it four times to make sure it got back to me. If it was lost or stolen, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Leanne Kemp. Leanne Kemp. Leanne Kemp. Leanne Kemp. I was. I was. I was toying with my signature. <laughs> Oh my God. Did any of them stick? I like, do I still write like that? (laughs) No. Thank God. Look at my my proper A where I went all the way to the top and started the A again. So everything's continuous. No, I definitely do not write like this anymore. (laughs) Um, Anyway, what do you think about this book? (laughs) I have a lot to say about this book. I was so glad we read it. What do you think about this book? It was exactly as I remembered it. Me too. Exactly. (laughs) But I reacted to it differently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do we start this? Because you've never read it. All right. Uh, Well, I will say I've never read this. And as a 49-year-old woman, um, it was not... um, I don't, I, I, yeah, it was not great. <laughs> like there was nothing about this book that was remarkable or outstanding. I was like, what are these people talking about? You're insane. This is a terrible book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, contrary to Kathy. Oh, no. She's bringing it. <laughs> She's bringing it. No holds barred. I, I don't, yes. Um, I will say I did try really hard to keep in mind that this was... <clears throat> For adolescents, right? It's not meant yeah. for a 49 year No, it's definitely, no, for sure. Right? And this it is, is not a book yeah. for me. No. So if I were 13, if I personally were 13, I think I probably would have liked this. Mm-hmm. But I remember saying last time when we were talking about it, I was like, if it's such a great book, why are kids not reading it? Mm-hmm. I understand why 13 year olds are not reading this today. Oh, I do too. Yeah. It does not stand up to the test of time at all. No. I can understand 30 years, 30 plus years ago, that I probably would have liked it way back then. Mm -hmm. But I get why kids don't read it now. So what'd you think? That's my take. That's your take. Uh, I um, unsurprisingly did not have as harsh of you. (laughs) Shocking, I know. Or I. (laughs) Just we're all staying on brand here. (laughs) (laughs) We are staying on brand. Keeping your lane. Um, It's true. I I still think... um, I think she wrote it in a, I, I think she's a great writer. Yeah. I think that she really gets um, teenagers and like what she really walks you through the whole process in a way that I think most um, love or sex stories for, for kids are just like fade to black. Like we kind of, okay, they're making out, but it's, this is literally like, insert penis right right <laughs> to vagina like this is how it, it it's it's very um mechanical but in a way that i think it rings true for a teenager like because mm. it, it really like walks you through the first every first experience like every step towards that first experience um 
I thought it was interesting reading it as an adult. I was more interested in the secondary characters. Like it, when I read this as a kid, I was 100% into Michael and Catherine. Totally. And I just wanted to cut to the good stuff. <laughs> yep. And this time I was fascinated by her friend, Erica, mm-hmm. um, the best friend. And then the all the what was really unique to me was that like, oh, my God, her grandmother's talking to her about sex and like making an appointment for her at Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and her like there was just so much talking about sex and birth control with the adults. I was like, there is no way either of my grandparents would have no ever mm-hmm. spoken to me about sex, birth control, anything. I mean, no, my that, grandparents, no way. Yeah. So that blew my mind at the time, but it, it sort of doubly blew my mind now just thinking about how long ago this was written. And, um, I read, um, I, I was trying to look up book club questions. Of course, there are not book club questions for forever because it's <laughs> intended for like 12 year olds. Yeah. And, um, but I did find a really interesting article in The Guardian um, by a young adult author who was talking about how, um, you know, just how much sex there is in it and that there's no fade to black. It's not like, oh, okay. And then we, and, and then we then- went for it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. Scene. It's really takes like he, premature ejaculation, like, uh, you yeah. know, all all of the different um, things that happen. And um, he talks about how it's kind of shocking to read now because you don't get that play by play in today's YA. And he said, you know, honestly, in today's YA, what you get is like the hunger, like the comparable book for the age range now is like the hunger games. Mm. I love the hunger games. Like I'm not dissing the hunger games in any way. Absolutely loved it. Um, but in that, like 22 children are murdered and that that is sort of, that's sort of where we are as a society now that we're more comfortable, like with our kids reading those books than kids reading. Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Mm. Yeah. That he had. Um, I agreed with you. I agree with you uh, in a lot of ways because I've, I understood completely why I love this book at that age. I think it answered a lot of questions for me that I wasn't going to ask anybody. Like, how does the mechanic, how do the mechanics of sex work? Um, I wouldn't have known or understood premature ejaculation at all if I hadn't read this book. I'm sure I probably would have been really confused by that. Um, my my sweet dad when he sort of figured out i was probably sexually active just kind of sat on the bed next to me and patted my knee and went why don't you go see jeff and get some birth control all right good night <laughs> and that was it so there was no like there was no conversation there was like we don't need to say i, I you're doing this but i kind of know you are so just go get it handled but I think that if I hadn't read this book, because I read this book way before I was sexually active, I wouldn't have really understood it completely. Remember, I'm from a really small town. My mom was super sexual, um, but I found that unhealthy. I didn't like that. That made me really uncomfortable. So I, I think this book gave me a little peephole, like where I could secretly look into this real what I thought was real romance slash sexual relationship Mm -hmm. with someone in my age range and understand how that worked. And even the part of it where she saw him and she thinks about him all the time and he calls and gets excited. And then he pressures her to have sex a lot. Um, 
Whereas I think now that would be, she would be, this book would be like, you can't write that way. But that's the way boys are driven. Boys are like, once they have a taste of honey, they just want honey all day. (laughs) At that age, you know what I mean? They're so sexually driven. And so I I liked that she had him push her and he, she was like, no. And then he'd push her a little more and then he'd push her a little more and she'd kind of give in because that happened. And that's a good way with the perspective we're in now to go, oh, actually, I don't have to do that. Like, I liked that in today's perspective. And also, it might not have been good for me as a young person to see her eventually give in because then that's what I would do. Oh, I say you say no, you say no, you say no, and then you give in. That's how that works. Okay, got it. He'll talk you into it. Um, that might not have been good, but I think girls today, if they're ready today, would go, "Oh, that's bad. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works." Um, I also really liked um, when her parents made her go to camp and separated them, and uh, you know, I remember as a te- as a teenager going. This is terrible. <laughs> oh my God. She's going to die. Yeah. This is horrible. You know, you think you can't live without that person when you're that age. And then you find that she finds herself a little mm-hmm. bit and that she stands on her own two feet a little bit and that she meets someone else really great. So I thought that was really healthy because that is what mm-hmm. happens in your first relationship, you know? And I think my first relationship with a very sweet man, um, who's a man now. He was at my age, a year older than me, and we were each other's first, and he was so lovely as a person, and I just kind of outgrew him. And I think that this book showed me how that works. Like, we have a friend Mm -hmm. in our circle who had a girlfriend, and he wasn't happy, and he wanted to break up, but he thought she needed to do something really bad to justify the breakup. Instead of, we just don't, this isn't working anymore. And I don't know why, but it's just not. So I think I had, I think I learned more from this book now that I read it as an adult. I think I learned more from this book as a young adult than I realized about Mm -hmm. relationships and sex. Because remember, my mom's divorced six times. My dad's divorced twice. At the time I was reading this book, my dad was dating someone who wanted to get married and he was absolutely opposed to marriage. So all I saw was just broken relationships. I didn't understand how a simple relationship worked. All my relationships were really complex and always ended badly. So I think to see this girl go through this full progression of a a first-time relationship was really important for me personally. So as, and I agree with you, I was reading this book going, it's almost clunky. Like, how did I read it? I can, I'm having a hard time reading it because my brain has moved past the way she yeah. writes, right? So yeah. I had to like back my brain up to be yeah. able to read it fluidly. Uh, you know, I, I kept getting clunked up. Yeah, because it wasn't written for us. No, it's not no. written for us. <laughs> and so I, I relate to what you're saying. I had a hard time reading the book again. I had to really adjust the way that I processed the language even, or how she just how she wrote. Uh, but once I did, I, I read it in like two days. Yeah. And um, I understand why this book was so important to me. I really do. And I don't know if it's applicable to teenagers today uh, because their world is so different with um, it, on every level. Yeah. It's just so different. But it worries me that too, because 
the things that are accessible to them was not accessible to me. A porno was like a videotape that I had never <laughs> you had seen. You to actually walk into a store and rent. Or yeah. find in your parents' drawer and yeah. sneak and watch. And I never saw a porno till I was older. Uh, I saw Playboy magazines, but that's mm-hmm. just objectifying beautiful women. And not necessarily in a bad way, but they're beautiful to look at. But what is that? I mean, I don't know what to do. Uh, what am I? I yeah. don't look like that. And how does that function in sex? And right. and it has nothing to do with a relationship. And what's their romance? Twilight? That's the most fucked up romance I've ever seen. <laughs> this fucking guy's obsessed with her and he's dead. He's the walking dead. And her other option is a werewolf. I'm sorry. That's not reality, right? But I think a lot of romance books these days for this age range is all fantasy. Based. I know. That's my like, point. Everything is. Where is that. this for now? Yeah, I don't know, but this doesn't hold up for now. Mm-mm. I don't think. Um, I was actually had a conversation with this um, about this book with Isla and Kylie randomly. Did you really? Yeah. Um, Are you exposing my daughter to porn? I am. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about books, and I happened to be reading this, and it was interesting. Isla hadn't read it. Kylie hasn't read it either, but she was like, "Oh yeah, uh, some of my friends have read that," but it was like this. You know, when you know one of your friends has read a book and you're like, oh, I've heard about that. That's a great book. Her reaction was not that. She's like, yeah, um, I've heard about it. Like yeah. it was not, it's definitely not out there in right. that age range. Right. And that they are the perfect age range for this book. Except for they're a little so, too old. I think they're a little Maybe old. they're a little too old. I, I remember, I read it when I was like 11. I was something. in middle school. Which, I mean, For in sure. some mm-hmm. ways you think like, well, oh, that's so inappropriate. An 11-year-old reading about sex. But it's like you always read about like sort of several years ahead of, uh-huh. you know, it's like well, more that's part interesting. of the attraction in this yeah. book is that it's an older couple. Like yeah. that is what's coming in your life. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's your future. Like, yeah. It's what you're about to embark on because they're, se- they're seniors in high school yeah. when this in this story. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's really a shame that there's nothing kind of, and you know, what maybe would happen there is, though. Today? I mean, what yeah, do maybe we there know? Is, like, right? Maybe I there's no YA idea, out but... there that we're not aware of because I'm not reading a lot of YA. I can tell you this. I highly doubt it. With the way people are helicopter parents these days, if there was this much sex, because they talk about, I mean, he names his dick Ralph. <laughs> I mean, they talk about naming yes. his dick and and touching it and feeling it and and sex and condoms and I mean it's a full on mm-hmm. and it's not pornography in my opinion this is not pornography no. in my opinion this is a romance novel with erotic i guess it's like a lesson almost. it's almost like a lesson yeah i guarantee there's nothing out there now because parents wouldn't stand for it and the only reason this is around is probably because it's outdated and kids aren't interested in reading it yeah I mean, there's so many helicopter mm-hmm. parents. I, I can't imagine a parent going, you got to read this 50 shades of 12 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I would never read it. Yeah, but on the flip side, kids are reading 50 shades of gray. What? Who's reading 50 shades of gray? Well, surely Please. they are. I mean, I mean, come on. If their parents are, then it's yes. the same thing as the porno in the, you know, in the cabinet. Like, really? if there, it's sold there a are, You know, there are copies. people who are exposed to things much earlier than they should be. And but that's not a healthy are, relationship either. I'm not no, saying no, it is, but, you know, there are definitely kids who are exposed to that. Well, I'd much uh, rather my know. kid read this book, even if it's of out course. of date. Yes. Even if it doesn't 100% apply, relationships work the same, I think. 
you are attracted to somebody, you like them, you're intense about those feelings, Mm -hmm. you can't get enough of that, and then it changes. And then what do you do with that? Because it didn't change for Michael, as far as we know. I mean, it wasn't Michael's story. Right. It changed for her. And so... I think the breakup was like, it was... It was so authentic. I think uh-huh. this guy in the Guardian talks about how it almost reads like, uh, like nonfiction, <laughs> in some ways. And I'm like, yeah, like it kind of does. Yeah. Like it was very, it rang very true to me that that his Michael's rage at her breaking up with him. He was really, it felt really like she was being quite mature and like, yeah, you know time to move on or whatever. And he was enraged because he had all these feelings. It's like when you're a teenager, you have all these feelings Mm -hmm. and you don't know what to do with them. And, you know, that rage is something that he could access. And yeah, that's a good point because uh, I broke my first boyfriend's heart. It just broke his heart. I mean, of course he's moved on and he's married and he's super happy and it worked out the way it's supposed to. But in the moment, in that moment, it just broke his heart. I mean, like to the point where his parents were like, He's really suffering. Can you come see him? I mean, it's really bad. And I felt really bad, but I couldn't I couldn't fake. I couldn't be a make-believe relationship. I wasn't going to do that. And I actually had my eyes on someone else, just saying. <laughs> but no, I, not before I broke up with him. But at, shortly after, I was like, hey, there's a cute guy, because I, I had already moved on, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. It took him a lot longer. And he did, obviously. But that's you're right that's kind of illustrated in this book where she's like she's already moved on before she broke up with him and he's still in it he's still invested and that's hard and it takes a lot of bravery for her to go yeah this isn't working in maturity and where do they have examples of that even on film even on Netflix, where's the show they can watch where it's just real relationship? Is Gilmore Girls like that? I don't know. Never I have I it. ever. I love Never Have I Ever. What is that? Um, there's like two seasons of it. Uh, Mindy Kaling wrote and um, produced it. Um, it, I think, to me, I mean, it's a comedy, but it's kind of like both. In that but, vein. Um, it's a comedy, but the, it's it felt pretty real to me. Um. Well, what here's going back to Drew and Paulina's book. um, This is something I learned on the podcast with them that really bothered me. Um, She was saying that dating is an antiquated word. We talked about this before, I think, Mm -hmm. and that people just hook up. So they'll actually just plan right off the bat to have sex and then see if they like the person. Just get it out of the way. And I was like, is that really how kids are functioning these days? And she went, absolutely. And I was like, I, I don't know that that, I didn't say this to her in the moment, but I don't, I don't see that happening in my group of kids, mm-hmm. but maybe she's talking about college age kids mm-hmm. where they're, they're just texting and hooking up, literally hooking up. And then, but you know, that was interesting because in this mm-hmm. book, that's what Erica talks about that she wants to do. She wants to just get it out of the way. She wants yeah. to lose her virginity and just get it out of the way mm. before she goes to college um, so that it's not a big deal. And I was like, that shocked me back then. And it still shocked me this time that I was like, what? Right. <laughs> What's that all about? But it sounds like a similar sort of theory that's like, get it out of the way and then see if it works out. 
But, but yeah, but isn't that counterintuitive? I mean, yeah. shouldn't yeah. sex be in part about a certain connection and that connection is built by having some kind of interpersonal relationship with someone? I mean, they're missing. I feel like they're missing. They're missing the opportunity to grow something instead of just like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I found that upsetting when she told me that I was really upset and a little bit heartbroken. If that's the way people are functioning these days, they're missing out on some really special moments. They're just kind of going straight to like fourth gear instead mm -hmm. of really working it out every single gear. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I agree, but I hope that's not happening. I hope kids are, you know, yeah. building a relationship because a relationship is about so much more than sex. I mean, when you get married, sex is like 10% of your relationship, unless your sex is not working for some reason. Um, it's about everything else. It's about negotiating. It's about enjoying each other's company, having fun. How do you spend time together? How do you spend time apart? How do you negotiate your chores? How do you negotiate money? How do, I mean, it's just about so much more than just sex that maybe that's their point get it out of the way. And then we can figure out if the other parts work. The mystery is solved. That one big mystery. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I hope that's not the case. Maybe but. we should have our three kids read this book <laughs> and have and them see book club what about they, yeah. I'm not even joking. We should have our, our kids, our, uh, well, your youngest, our youngest kids mm -hmm. read this book because they're different. Well, our two youngest your youngest and my youngest are, are this, older than the her same youngest. age. Yeah. But Vivian is, is younger, younger to see what they think about it. I don't know if you guys would be willing to do that, but I think that might be a cool experiment. Yeah. Just to see what they think. Or even Kylie. You hey, know, I'd yeah. be happy if Vivian read a book. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I need you to read this book about sex. Are you into that, Vivian? Good. Okay. Here it is. Have fun. It should be a quick read. Um, but I would be interested to, to hear. I would love to know what they have to say about it. Me too. I don't know. Something to consider. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll ask Isla if she'd be into that. Georgia would just rip it to shreds. Georgia would be like, the writer, the bleh. I have a feeling. But maybe not. I don't know. I think Lily might do that too, but we'll see. Kylie would definitely rip it apart. Mm -hmm. um, they read so much. But it's not about that. It would be about the content. Like, yeah. How Wait, that's what I, think, I think that's the part Lily would rip apart, actually. The but, content? Yeah. I'd be interested. But I would let I'm curious to know if she would or not. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> that would be a really good conversation. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if they'd be willing to podcast about it. I would love a podcast about it, but I'd just like to hear what they have to say as a human being. Right. You know, to see how mm -hmm. they react to this book. We can ask. We can ask. If they read it. I don't know. Would Camille want to read it? Do you think? Yeah. Would she be better than Vivian? Or more apt to? I don't know. Um, participate in a conversation about it. It's a good question. I don't know. We could have all of them. Have <laughs> Max read it. This has ruined well, my senior year. You know, the funny part <laughs> is, you know, Max is the Michael in this book. Right. Right. Like, <gasps> so maybe he should read really it. interesting that from a male perspective, you know, Max went through this almost exact same scenario. Oh, God. Um, he did. And is 
was, is possibly still devastated. It was his first love. And let me tell you, it has not been an easy breakup. Um, Oh, bless his heart. But it's interesting that like you see nothing about his perspective except the rage. And there's a whole lot more than just that Mm -hmm. from my kid. And those two things are very much there. You know? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, very much interested in sex, very angry about the breakup, and then the heartbreak and the tears and the I don't understand and how can someone move on? You know what I mean? Like, so it's really interesting. I do wonder, like, what is the boy equivalent of this if there is anything like that? I wonder what he would think about it if he read this book because it's the Uh girl's perspective. Correct. I wonder too. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll just have all of them read it, <laughs> including Kylie. And see what happens. Yeah. And just see what they think. I mean, maybe I think that's actually a really good idea. I may see if maybe it's such an easy read. I mean, they could yeah. read it in a minute. Isla, maybe not, but she could, I'm sure they have it on audiobook. Could you imagine okay. hearing that? <laughs> Who's Ralph? Well, Ralph is. <laughs> Isla. I can see. <laughs> Totally, you'll have to get that on camera. I mean, the, I'll put my nest cam and hide it and watch her go. Oh my god! What's I think we should all hide in the bushes and take pictures of our kids while, while they're reading. reading. Oh my god! I mean, I would get, I would pay money to watch Isla listen to this book. That's hysterical. Isla would die. You know what's really crazy though is, I think. I think our kids have the benefit of having parents who are happily married. We are mm-hmm. all lucky. Uh, Kylie's parents are happily married. Um, you know, all of the parents they're surrounded by, they don't have any, I, I can't think of any divorced parents that they're in regular like relationships with. Obviously we know people who are divorced, yeah. but um, they're surrounded by such healthy for the most part, healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. So that, from my perspective, how would that affect how they view this book? Because I was surrounded by unhealthy relationships entirely, like everywhere. My grandparents were unhappily married. Everybody was like, this sucks. That's why I thought I would never get married. Because I was like, definitely don't know how to do this successfully and definitely don't want that. But they're happily married in here. Too. The parents, like the parents in here, yeah. yes, are in a healthy relationship. They are, but this relationship, actually, with her and Michael, is fairly healthy. It's not a hundred percent healthy, but it's it's not it's For, not abusive. Yeah. It's not terrible. Right. Well, they're it's, also teenagers; like they can only be so. Healthy, yeah, exactly. You know? Yes. So for teenagers, they're very mature. Yes. Even yeah. though there is, yeah, he's like trying to coerce her, but he's just like a normal. What boy didn't guy. do that? You know, you'd have to be suspect if a boy didn't, you know, I think. And I think boys aren't allowed to now. They aren't allowed to ask more than one time. You know, in the Me Too uh, era that we live in, I think it has made it harder for them to follow their natural instinct a little bit. Not to the point of being super unhealthy or to the point of being abusive or, you know, damaging. But what boy doesn't, who takes no for an answer the first time? You know, 
who does that? And and some girls don't know if they they don't understand what they're feeling. There's mm-hmm. too much going on at one point. Not that you should do it anyway. That's not what I'm saying. But how do you figure that out if there's no negotiation? If it's mm-hmm. can I? No, over. There's no uh, I don't think anything is that is that cut and dried though because if they're still interested in one another, they're still going to make out and it's going to come up again. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it has to, like kids are still having sex, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. Surely they are. Yeah. I don't know if ours are, but I just mean that kids must still be having sex. Figuring it out. Some kids must be. Yeah. They're still figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. (laughs) It's not as bad as I think. (laughs) So how do we get our kids to read this book? We're just going to ask them. Are we just really going to do that? I mean, can't hurt to ask and see what they say. Let's right. ask. I mean, they could say no, but whatever. We'll never know if we don't ask them. I say we ask. Do you think they would talk in a group about it? Not even on the podcast. Just do you think they'd talk in a group or like would they just talk to you as a parent and then we come back and discuss? Or how do I we do know. that? We'll ask them. I'll ask them. Yeah. Because I'm fairly sure my kids would not want to podcast about it. It's a little too public. But they might talk about it in a group, you know. Yeah, let's, let's, talk, let's, let's yeah. see. see. I think Lily would talk it. about it in a group. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think she'd podcast about it? I don't know. Oh, good question. We can ask them after they read it, too. Then maybe <laughs> yeah. they, go, they may feel differently. Doing that. <laughs> that, I don't want anyone to know I read this book, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so antiquated and... Um, okay. Well, I'm glad we read it. Have either of you yeah. started our romance novel? I meant to bring it so I could I have not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I finished a book yesterday, so I can start now. I started but, it. I'm not very far in. I have never read a book like this in my life. Not ever. Um interesting. That's all I say. <laughs> I have never read a book like this. The look on your face I makes know. me want to open it. Well, start. you know, immediately. I already have notes. No joke. Um, I definitely. I am enjoying. Reading this book because it's something I would never read and I will probably never read again, but I am enjoying it with the perspective too that my cousin reads this book and is like right on. You know, I love that. That makes me so happy because that's really cool that she's really into this, but we'll see. We'll see what you think about it. It's it's pretty it's pretty funny. I can't wait to talk about it because it's just it's going to be a really fun podcast. I have to tell you. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> all right. We better get reading that. Apparently, all uh, right. We got to start reading that one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thanks guys for reading forever. I think it was uh, it was it was nice to me to step that back <laughs> into that moment of time and realize how, um, you know, it's cool when you remember something that was so important and influential. This was really influential. I didn't Mm -hmm. realize how much so until I read it at this age and, and it just really affected me a lot. So yeah, same. Isn't that funny? (laughs) I wish little teenage Kathy had read it. I know, right? Kathy would have been, that was a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) I don't understand any of that. Tennis coach, really? 
<laughs> is that where she's going? My tennis coach is nothing like that. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. They clearly have never coached tennis for real. I don't know. It would have been interesting. I'm mm-hmm. glad you read it, though, too. Yeah, me too. And I do think that my 13-year-old self would have probably liked this book. Yeah. Yeah. At the era we grew up in, I think it was a home run. Yeah, I didn't grow up. I mean, at that age, I was not having relationships. You know what no, I mean? No, me neither. Like, oh, yeah. so it definitely would have been something that I would have been interested in mm-hmm. to know about, like, what doesn't a relationship look like? Because my parents didn't talk about theirs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Most parents didn't, right. I don't think, in that era. And, you know, I, in middle school, when I read this, my BFF was a little bit boy crazy. And a lot of girls in middle school were boy crazy. And I wasn't boy crazy yet. So I think this was good too. So I could, I knew like what was happening also in the boy crazy world. And not implying in any way, shape or form that they were sexually active. Just that they were like, boy, 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 boy. I'm going to the roller skating rink to meet with this boy. I'm going to hold hands with this boy. It was like that, you know, holding Mm -hmm. hands and kisses and stuff like that. I don't she definitely was not sexually active in middle school. So, but I was oblivious. I was still like, I was listening to Eddie Murphy delirious on loop. (laughs) That was my, that was my entire middle school. So I really wasn't in that mindset. So it was interesting to step into, Oh, this is what everybody's going crazy about was this. This is what they're hoping for. Um, I was one of those boy crazy girls, but, very innocent boy crazy like hadn't even held hands with anybody so like boy crazy like when I saw E.T. I was like oh Elliot's so cute (laughs) (laughs) it was very very innocent boy crazy and but reading this was like I mean it was kind of like reading fantasy or escapist that it was like whoa, this is what teenagers are doing. Right? Oh, my God. (laughs) Get me there quick. Come on. It wasn't even like, get me there quick. It was like, whoa. Right? (laughs) Wow. But just as much as like reading The Hunger Games is like, whoa. (laughs) This was, you know, it was that of like, wow, I wonder if our babysitters are doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you this. Do you remember your first crush? Uh Uh-huh. Who was, uh, wait who a minute. Oh, yes, I do. Actually. Who was it? It was a boy who lived next door. I had a crush on him for the longest time. Oh but God. it was like, like, how old were you? Mm, probably sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Oh. Like probably for a long time. Oh. And it was so interesting because we lived in this neighborhood. Like my house, I don't want to say took up a block, but there was like a street on either side, uh-huh. right? It took up the whole, the property was went from street to street. And for whatever reason- like we always hung out and played with the kids, uh, like at the bottom of the hill, like that was our neighborhood. And he lived at the top of the hill, um, with one other kid. And like, like for whatever reason, we didn't cross, like that was a little bit of a bigger street. Uh-huh. It's fucking Maine. Like, do you know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> not it's not street. that big of a street, <laughs> but like cars actually went down that street. The other street was like residential. Nobody ever fucking went down that street. So we never really hung out with them. It was very strange. They were literally a house away, but you saw him from afar. I could see. No, I knew him. We went to school together. Um, obviously he lived next door. Yeah, literally right. next door. <laughs> like we, it's not like we were not together. Um, but I could see from my bedroom window into their 
ha- not really into their house, but into their property. Uh-huh. Um, and I loved him. <laughs> My God, I had such a crush on him. That's adorable. Yeah, his name was Mark. 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 Yep. And you just sit there and go, Mark. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> Do you remember your first crush, Kirsten? Not really. I I know that I definitely was boy crazy in elementary school. Oh yeah. Like, but I mean, again, what does that mean? It meant like just talking about like, oh, I think so and so is cute, mm-hmm. and that was about it. I mean, <laughs> so I don't know. It wasn't nothing very dramatic. Um, no. Yeah. My first crush was Casey Teal. Kindergarten. And I just wanted to be wherever he was all the time. And then in first grade, Miss Wynn set us next to each other in her room and we would hold hands under the table. Oh my God. <laughs> and That's I so was cute. in love. And that crush stayed with me for a long, yeah. long time. Uh, he was adorable, uh, the cutest boy. He had kinky, curly, strawberry blonde hair, a big smile. I think he had a dimple on one side. I don't remember. Maybe that was his brother. No, I think it was him. But (laughs) I moved away after first grade. My parents divorced. I came back in third grade, and he was mean to me in third grade. And I think it's because I left, right? Now that I look back, I'm like, we were holding hands. We were all about it. And then I just disappeared in second grade. And then third grade came back and he was mean to me. And I was like, what's happening? He's mean to me. I only stayed half a year and then moved again. And then I moved all around until high school. And I came back in high school. We were back together and high, not dating. We were in the same high school. Um, and he is the reason I started going to church. Because his daddy was the preacher. His daddy and my daddy were best friends as kids growing up. They lived down the street from each other. Um, and his daddy married me and Bert. But... I went and started going to his church because I just wanted to see Casey. <laughs> I just wanted to see him. And then I never ended up dating him. We never dated. I dated someone else. He dated someone else. It never worked out. He sat behind me in English class and harassed me relentlessly. He'd pull my hair. He'd throw things on my desk. And I I didn't like that. And I would say, why are you so mean to me? Stop being mean to me. We dated other people, but I went to church because of him. And I stayed in church all through high school just so I could see Casey on the weekends. Just look (laughs) at him. Isn't that funny? That's cute. Yeah, Yeah, he was my first crush. And that crush, that little, little Mm -hmm. nugget just stayed. And he still has a special place in my heart. I don't ever talk to him or see him. He's still in Georgia. But when we had our like 25th, high school reunion he reached out to me and said just so you know we're having our 25th i think it was our 25th this is one of our big ones Mm -hmm. just so you know we're having our reunion so and i and i went and it was because he reached out to me because casey has that little hook i guess (laughs) from kindergarten oh from miss albright's classroom in kindergarten and i just thought he was the best thing on two legs (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty funny what about your first legit boyfriend how old were you? I was 15, 16. Yeah. My first real boyfriend. How was that? And he was absolutely lovely. We're still in contact. Oh, Like loosely, you know, very, very vaguely, like happy birthday and whatever. But um, yeah, he's a lovely, lovely person. Um, really funny and just like the best first boyfriend. I think my parents... My mom was definitely sad when we broke up Aww. because she really loved Steve. 
Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And he definitely, he told me years later that it was like a divorce um, for him. Like oh, it just you broke his heart. Really, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of shame about that for a lot of years because he's just such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just what it meant to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kathy? Who's your first? You know, I'm trying to think, actually. So I'm not sure that I had... Uh, like a legit boyfriend as you speak of until like, Steven I, like I was in a bunch of relationships but I was never super committed like they were never very long or super like my first boyfriend I was a sophomore in high school but it was you know like two months and it was not anything past kissing you know what I mean it was like And there was a certain point at which I was just like, I can't handle this. It's too much and broke up. And then that pattern sort of happened a lot, actually. I feel like a lot of the boys I dated, I was just like, yeah, I'm done. Like, (laughs) interesting. Yes. Um, But like long term, it's Stephen. Like he has been. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Um, Everything else was never super long term. Right. Like not more than six months. Like even throughout college and whatever, they were all. I guess that that was the same for me. I mean, my first boyfriend was a year. Mm -hmm. My second boyfriend was a year and a half. And that guy broke my heart big time. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I was like three months revolving door. Bye-bye. It's all I could do until I was right before Bert. I dated a guy for a year right before Bert. And um, and then I met Bert and lost history. But yeah, I kind of was the same. But in high school, I had very committed, very serious. Like, I I never thought I would like marry the first boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I never got to that praise. But I thought I was going to marry the second one for sure. I was like, this is it. I'm done. I'm completely done. And then he dumped me and I got to be Michael from Mm -hmm. forever and be heartbroken for years and years and years. I was so heartbroken by that guy. Um, And now I look back and I go, why? We had nothing in common. <laughs> we had a good time sometimes. Um, we had, we had, you know, certain things worked really well. But other than that, I don't know what my, and he was really good looking. So I was just really driven by my fluids. I think, <laughs> not my brain. Yeah, but that's pretty valid, right? Yeah. Like your emotions really play such a huge part in it. Yeah. Yeah, like you do stay with somebody who may not be the perfect person or you have a lot in common with, right? Just because you're so attracted. Yes, it's very true. That was that was definitely true for me in that relationship. I was really, really attracted to him. But Mm I I look back and I go, I don't know what we I don't even remember what we talked about. I don't remember having conversations with him um, that weren't physical. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I mean, he was never not nice to me. Well, that's not true. In the end, he ended up cheated on me with one of my really good friends but but he was never he was never an asshole he was never you know well that's not true either never mind (laughs) (laughs) never mind anyway it took me a long time to get over that guy um so i feel max's pain yeah it's hard to be cheated on too being cheated on makes you feel like i really am not worth it Yes. You know, my boyfriend right before Steven cheated on me and I was devastated. It was hard. Isn't it, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about her in this book is she 
She sort of started. She was definitely emotionally cheating. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's the way it happens. She hadn't really done anything other than hold his hand. So that, I think, was a good example of don't be, don't do your guy dirty. Just break up. Because she had enough integrity to say, I can't really move forward in this relationship. I'm not feeling it anymore. I need to be out of it. It's not fair. Well, and she was also young enough and sort of naive enough that she thought the initial tension between her and and Theo, the new guy, was um, that she didn't like him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, this guy just rubs me the wrong way. Yep. When really, he was rubbing her the right way. <laughs> uh, I mean, he wanted to. Just saying. He was trying. <laughs> but she didn't She didn't recognize that for the sexual tension that it was. That she's like, mm-hmm. I'm getting something from this guy. I don't think I like it. Yeah, that's true. But she was also still in a relationship with Michael that she was protecting. Yeah. So she probably didn't want that to be happening. Yeah, yeah. And wanted to be true to Michael and... I'm sure there's a part of her that wanted to prove her parents wrong, that separating would yeah, do nothing. Totally. All of a sudden, it's doing exactly what they wanted, you know, <laughs> which is to separate them and to have a different reality. So, I don't know. I, I'm i glad we read the book. I'm glad we talked about it. I think it was a good discussion. What do you think? Good yeah. Dis- yeah. Good discussion, right? Thank you, ladies. <laughs> On to the Our, gift. On to romance. The gift. The gift. I think there's going to be some unwrapping. Oh, <laughs> somebody's going to get some kind of present in this book. You know what I mean? And his name ain't Ralph. <laughs> it's Nathan. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to see how this book unfolds because so far. Uh, yeah, it's a little Game of Throny, a little but low budget. Way low budget, way <laughs> low budget game of throwing, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about it because it's not like anything we've ever read before. Awesome. And then we got to think All about, right, let's do it. Let's think about what the next genre is going to be, because by the time we meet next, I want to have figured out what we want to read next. I was reading, wait, I heard something, you know, Hillary Clinton wrote a book. Have you heard anything about that book? She co-wrote it with someone else, and I don't know. Yeah, and it's like a, a mystery thriller kind of thing, isn't it? Yes. Or- and I heard a review of it, and they said it was really good. So I don't know if we want to read anything like that, but what do we want to read after our romance novel? Any inclination? What were, our, what were we talking about? We were talking even? about different genres like um, horror, thriller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Horror was the next, right? Not the next. Oh, but well, I forgot. We had talked about it. Yeah, right? you had talked about Stephen King. Reading a Stephen yeah. King book. And I said a shorter Stephen King. <laughs> and you That's said right. what? A shorter Stephen King. A shorter. Not, not one yes. of his long yes. works. Yes, a smaller one. Well, maybe we just do that. Maybe we'll just do Stephen King. Something from him. I'll we research that in October. Whoops. I know. Well, you know, romance and I need a podcast producer. I need a podcast producer. Okay. I can't think about everything. I'm the talent. Not really. <laughs> but it is hard to think about that stuff. And I always think yeah. about it in hindsight. I always go, damn it. Yeah. Have done that. Cause I yeah. thought of that too. I thought we shouldn't be reading forever. We you know reading. what, though? We would have read it and you would have been like, yeah. guys, do you have time? And I'd be like, no, I do not have time, Leanne. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time to podcast about this in October. So we'd still be at podcasting about it in November and it Good would point. still be inappropriate. You're, so. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's your fault. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> no, it's my fault. I really feel mm-hmm. like I do need like someone to help me craft 
my journey because I've just been kind of saying, what am I interested in today? Or what am I interested in this week? So I can reach out and see. And like my postpartum episode that's up now, I've been trying to get that on the books for like a year and I just couldn't get schedules to line up and I didn't have the focus to continually ask, you know what I mean? So I need, I wish I did have somebody who could help me craft it a little better, but Anyway, thank you for reading the book and we'll read the gift and we'll talk about it in November. Let's hope. Should we schedule it now? Sure. So we know that it's coming. It'll be a fast read, I think. It's not super complicated. And then I'll figure out Stephen King for December because that's what you want for Christmas. Some (laughs) horror. (laughs) But he is a good writer. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.